0: I V M Welcome to Absolutely Right. I'm your host, Aditi Surana. Our guest today is a 23-year-old TEDx speaker, four world records holder, inspiring and brave pilot, Captain Aruhi Pandit. She's the first woman in the world to, not one, but do four things to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean, the treacherous Greenland ice cap in a light sport aircraft, across Canada, negotiating strong winds and forest fire, and the first woman to fly midget mahi over the mighty Pacific Ocean non-stop. I'm so excited to have Arohi as our guest on the show. One of my favorite things to do is to study personalities of high-performing individuals. For me, Absolutely Right is a platform to create exactly that, create a journey of growth together with all of you, to create stories of our lives that are completely different from our old narratives, and find inspirations to take small action to create some form of impact. In that context, this conversation with Arohi was a treat. We spoke about the kind of challenges she faced while completing all her world records, and candid conversation about decision-making, overthinking, introversion, And what kept Arohi going in spite of all these internal conflicts? We'll be right back after a short break. Let's all be ready to meet this wonderful woman, Captain Arohi Pandit.
1: Advertising is dead. Yep, you heard me right. Advertising is dead. We're all in the content business now. Let's not call it news, TV, radio, etc. etc. It's all content and we're in the middle of this weirdly exciting phase where all the borders and lines that have been drawn over decades has been
0: swept away by this lovely thing called the internet. We're a show where we don't dwell on just the stuff that is now but rather the wider stuff about advertising, media, content and the whole goddamn circus surrounding it. Tune in every Tuesday for our weekly unboxing of the mystery box we used to call advertising. I'm Varun
1: Dugirala, co-founder and content chief at The Glitch. And this is my new podcast, Advertising is Dead.
0: So today we have Captain Arohi Pandit on our show. And Arohi is a 23-year-old, 4-world record holder. Am I correct? Yes. And a pilot of that level at 23. I'm so excited. So please tell me, where do you work? What exactly do you do? So,
2: first of all, thank you so much, Aditi, for inviting me. It's so nice to meet you and okay, your entire team. Sure. So, my name is Aruhi Pandit. I'm a 23-year-old pilot. I am a professionally trained commercial pilot. But for the past two years, I've been working with a non-profit organization. It's called the Navy Blue Foundation. Okay. And we took over this project called Circumnavigating the World on a Light Sport Aircraft, which has never been done with all women crew. Wow! Yeah, so it was I mean, very. Uh, yeah, okay. was, I had like, goosebumps when they came oh. to me with this project, and it was an amazing opportunity for me. And I just couldn't say no when the staff they asked me like, "Do you want to do it?" I'm like, "Of course! Why? Why wouldn't I say no for flying around the world?"
0: But also, why did they choose a young pilot like you? Like, you know, you're 23, and I'm sure there are senior people. So, what was the criteria? I
2: think it was to break the barriers. Like, you know, they wow. say like young people can't achieve more. Yeah. so I
0: think that. Was was the funder but it worked out pretty well for me oh that's, that's so I, i'm already feeling proud <laughs> thank you i'm like i don't know you much but i'm already feeling proud i'm so happy <laughs> thank you so much so arahi as you know we're gonna i'm gonna look at your handwriting and we're gonna talk about whatever comes to your mind and yeah. my per- perception on it and my feedback on it and let's you know if you have any questions let's begin from there awesome yeah let's start. so do you have any questions for you?
2: uh yeah i think you could just Start by telling me how do you think, like, what kind of person I am, like my personality. But probably the good things, like the bad things I tell in my ears. Okay, I will. (laughs) I will keep that one in mind.
0: So the most important thing about your personality is... The way people look at you, they think you are an extrovert. You can talk and you can, you know, actually hold conversations. When you speak in public, you come across as a confident person. But very rarely and only close people would know that you are an introvert. That is true. You really need a lot of time to recover from any social interaction. So I believe after today's conversation, you're going to spend like one day by yourself and not talk to anybody pretty much. (laughs) But that is how you recover from the toxins of talking to people and I'm using this word because mostly as a listener you know people if if you have introverts around uh, people struggle to connect with them people struggle to understand why these people are like lost why they're not connecting why they're not talking but this is how introverts function they love talking only when they connect otherwise they try to avoid it as much as they can.
2: Wow, you're yeah. amazing. See, <laughs> let me you. start with you. like uh, like not many people know that thing about me. But yeah, yeah that's so good. Yeah. It is actually true. Yeah. Like only my close ones know what I really am, but
0: not everyone. Yeah. And you take a lot of time to open up to people and make friends. Yeah. So, you know, you play these, these very small games. I call them mental teasers where you, <laughs> yeah. you keep analyzing people on the <laughs> games and the teaser and the quizzes that that you give. And depending on how they fare in that game, you have the mental scorecard or yeah. some kind of sheet going on. And they're like, okay, this person is trustworthy <laughs> enough. I can open up. And after all the testing... I think you have managed to get two people like that, that you totally trust and can talk to. Probably, yeah. Like, probably one or two. (laughs) I was counting, like, you know, somebody when you were a child and one friend there and one friend now. So, like, two, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I have, like, three friends who I know, like, for 12 years and that's it.
0: And it took, like, 12 years before that to know them? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, that is my first perception, first comment about what I had to say
2: you're absolutely right I'm shocked I don't know why you're doing
0: this (laughs) just by looking at your handwriting yeah that's
2: amazing
0: so what what are you dealing with right now that we can explore
2: so right now I just got back last year in October and I have like another big project Mm -hmm. but also it's like one of the sporting projects so risk factors much more okay so I have a little bit uh, I'm not I don't have second thoughts, but I have a lot of thinking going on on it, you know, so I'm just wondering whether, like, you know, I'm just overthinking, like you said, I'm analyzing too many things up and down the good and the bads. So, you
0: know, you have the letter M, the way you write your capital letter M uh, with two hums. Okay. It is not like a point, but it has like rounded humps. Yeah. Now, when any, anybody writes letter M with those humps, that means you require a lot of information. Yes. You need to talk to people, you need to read, you need to collect information from multiple sources, especially somebody who has failed. It matters to you a lot. If somebody has gone wrong in the project or similar attempt, you will go and read about them or yeah. go and talk to them and gather this information. Yeah. You know, and keeping in mind that you are an introvert, then you would avoid talking. You would rather like read and gather information without discussing. Or we
2: email. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, email.
0: But you will get all these pieces together to make sure that you you make your opinion based on that data collected. Okay, Okay. so anytime you feel that you're feeling hyper, you're you're not sure, you just know this about yourself that you don't have that data available. Enough data. Okay. Enough data for you to make up your mind. Yeah, might be, yes. And yes. this could be a trick for life. Like anytime you get into something, you're like, okay, I'm not sure whether I choose option A or option B just go and indulge in collecting as much information required on both the options and then you will ha- you have that one moment where something would click okay. and that moment is where you make up your mind in yeah. most most cases yeah but yeah, what you're fretting thing. about right now is definitely not having enough data but you feel uh, i should make decision now i should make that decision right yeah. away yeah that's not going to happen you so have a, to give yourself yeah, that i I'm probably going to
2: take longer time to decide
0: or more than time, it is longer, you know, in terms of the process going to get a little longer where you have to collect data. Okay. On things that you are even currently thinking you don't wish to do, you should collect information on that. Okay. Let me explore a bit more on this point. Yeah, sure. So when you collect information on this negative option or something that you are mentally, you know, uh, believing that you shouldn't be doing, is helpful for a person with two humps in his or her M. Okay. Now, why is it important? Because... When you have that information in the future, when you start questioning and doubting the correct decision that you're making, you will have enough data to support why didn't you walk down that path. And that is very, very important.
2: Okay. Yeah, so like usually most of the time I come out as, you know, very uh, egoistic or arrogant person, but I'm not like that. I'm I'm kind of choosy. So like, can you
0: tell me something more about that? So can I be honest? Yeah. Like it's not that you're not arrogant. (laughs) 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 Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Like you really don't like to indulge in stupid conversations So I think it's just in my head that I'm very outgoing and Yeah, very... <laughs> like, let's be honest here Like I can't lie So you know, let's look at this So yeah. it's not that you want to be rude to people But you genuinely find some conversations stupid And you don't want to indulge yeah, in it Probably, yeah. And then you want to walk away from it And which is considered rude and arrogant In <laughs> our normal social settings So okay. are you an arrogant person? No, but you you have little tolerance for stupidity yeah i think that's true yeah so, 200 true <laughs> so and also you don't like confrontation so you yeah. would not tell people that you're not liking it you will not tell them that this is stupid so what would you do what is your other option just you would just away. walk away <laughs> <laughs> and that is arrogant and that is yeah, rude so yeah, yeah. i think uh, that rests so many uh comments made by your friends right oh all the time I mean, like, all the time why are you being so arrogant <laughs> like because i'm an introvert yeah so i think all introverts must do some training program to train other people how to live with them it's probably, very very important yeah job. probably read books about someone yeah or like have some toolbox i think i should create one you should yeah <laughs> so tell me more about your journey and and tell us about the world records
2: yeah so i started from india
0: mm-hmm. and uh, i had a friend
2: flying with me like she was my co-pilot there. And we were from same flying club. So we started, we took off from Patiala, we went from India, Pakistan, Iran, Turkey, Serbia, Slovenia, France, Germany, UK, Scotland. Oh, and right. at Scotland she dropped out because the oceanic journey was about to start and I did that solo. Okay. Yeah. So from uh, Scotland, Iceland, Greenland, Canada, States, Alaska, Russia.
0: And you're the only person in the world. The yeah, first woman, woman, yeah. And What are the challenges? Why other people haven't tried?
2: Uh, It's risk factors way much higher. So my plane, it's a purposeful plane from Slovenia. It weighs only 475 kgs. Okay. It's way too light. It's lighter than probably a bullet bike. Okay. Yeah. And um, I think over the Atlantic, I was flying for like 29 hours, not at a stretch, Mm -hmm. but like in bits and pieces. But it took me 29 hours to cross Atlantic and imagine flying over that massive ocean. Yeah. My my longest flight must be like 5 or 40 minutes. And that's when I made a world record, like landed in Canada after okay. like 5 or 40 minutes. And, you know, people were like, oh, how excited you are and this and that. I'm like, listen, I need to go and pee first. <laughs> because I'm bloody holding it for four and 5 hours. So just give me a break. Let me go use the restroom and then probably I might come and talk I'll to you. I may show you some <laughs> oh, excitement. <yes. laughs> <laughs> but it's tough, you know, like sitting in such a small place. It's a very small plane with two seater very light and you're sitting like, as in you're sitting on a Ferrari car. Wow. Like your legs are like completely opened up. And then sitting there for like five, five, four hours in those bumpy, bad weather, you know, your body starts to ache and then you're hungry. You cannot drink water. Oh yeah, you yeah, You drink have water. to be in your senses to you land <laughs> laugh the You can't like have a
0: moment where yeah. you don't, yeah, don't yes. it, yeah. So it's
2: a lot, it's a lot of stress, but it's fun. Oh my God. It's, I love flying. I would
0: do I'm I'm probably going to do this for the rest of my life. So I have this question, you know, like I have a younger sister. So for me, like if my sister decides to do something like this, I'm going to go ballistic. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> That's so how did your family look at it?
2: They So I've been flying at the age of 17. That's when I started flying. Okay. And yeah, obviously, like even after doing so many things, they're still not very confident about me. They still
0: feel like, no, you're stupid.
2: <laughs> You'll do something stupid in an airplane.
0: But yeah, I mean... Only like family can do that to you. Yeah, reality check or something.
2: And uh, yeah, but um, yeah, the only problem is like being dad and fathers how they are they just used to call like so many times like have you eaten food and they were not really worried about flying they were worried about like you know have you eaten your food (laughs) like please don't talk to strangers please take your medicines. and I'm like dad I'm flying around the world I have to talk to strangers that doesn't make any sense not talking
0: (laughs) So I know you're a Maharashtrian, like your dad is a Maharashtrian. I can totally see a Maharashtrian yeah. father panicking. Yes, yeah.
2: totally. He goes <laughs> bouncers sometimes. And it's so hard to make him calm. But thanks to my mom, she's like a rock. Yeah, She's, she's very calm. And she handles all the
0: house situations. Uh-huh. I'm so happy. I'm so glad that... <laughs> yeah. That your parents have that courage to let you do whatever. Oh God, it's courage. Oh yeah. yeah. It's you, know, so, you putting your life at yeah. risk. We feel, yeah, okay, understandable. But your parents being okay with it is also an interesting space for them. I think it's all about passion, you know. Like I said, like flying is the only
2: thing I know to do. So I don't really know anything else in life. That's the only thing I've been doing and I enjoy doing it. I uh, I, I love going on different adventures. Only in air. Like I'm not a trekking person or not like, you know. Although so, it's only flying. <laughs> only
0: flying. That's amazing. <laughs> so, what would you like to ask? We're uh, discussing something that you have in mind, uh, something that you're deciding right now. We can address that.
2: Yeah, like, uh, yeah, I have to make a very important decision. It's about work. So, I was just, like you said, like, I was really overthinking and I might have to give it time. But I'm still not convinced. Like, you know, how far should I go? You know, like, I just...
0: How far one should go? That's a a very interesting question. And I think all of us, while making decisions, go through it from outside in. You know, we believe that what other people have done and what we have learned from situations and where, uh, you know, where the precedence lies, we actually look at that and we want to align to it. Now, keeping your history in mind, you know that you do not align.
2: Probably, yeah. People call me crack sometimes. Yeah,
0: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) polite way of saying that. (laughs) But if you look at it, you you will make decisions that would only and only align with yourself. Okay. So I would say, instead of focusing right now in this conversation at least, uh, on how to make that decision, what should I do? What if we take a moment to see what exactly do you want to do at a larger level? Where do you want to take your journey and whether this decision, this piece of decision that you're going to make, I'm calling it a piece of decision because it's going to be a smaller decision in in that larger scheme of things. So if you want to decide that, if you think about it and if you take, you know, now if we discuss what exactly do I want to do in my life? Okay. Does this fit into it or not? You know, we forget, like we understand oh, yeah. logically. This is such a simple thing. And all of us go through this. I'm telling you and I while making my decisions. I will forget yeah. uh, this you yeah. know, tomorrow probably. But if you look at it, if, while making the decision, we are not trained or equipped to get ourselves to this starting point. But why did I begin? Where exactly did I want to go?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Do I
0: really want to go there even today? Is it something that matters to me right now? And then we look at, okay, now let me look at this decision. Um.
2: Yeah, usually I'm like very spontaneous, you know, I take like quick decisions and then I'm like, shit, I did not think about that before. <laughs> yeah, So that's
0: me. But yeah, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah, but you don't do that for larger decisions. Yeah. You do that in, in, in the moment decisions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You know, it's like if you have to make a decision, I always look at signatures like that. I call signature as your wedding dress. Oh my you, God. You decide <laughs> it once. Most yeah. people do. Most people. So you, you decide your wedding dress once and you have to make sure that you look perfect. You know, you have have every tick yes. mark on the list covered and that's how you design your signature. Yeah. Once in your lifetime mostly. Whereas handwriting keeps changing. So the small decisions that we make, they're like everyday situations. We're more responding to it. We're most re- mo- mostly reacting to what is coming our way. Though it reflects your personality, a larger decision where the stakes are higher, you will definitely put in more energy, you will definitely put in like, uh, evaluation system with or without your knowledge, you will gather opinions, and then you will make that decision. So yes, spontaneous in the moment, of course. Now, let me tell you an interesting part of your conversation of your personality where you have a PhD in criticizing yourself about everything.
2: Probably like questioning
0: myself a lot. About everything. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's not that you do not know. It's not that you cannot take your call. It's just that you reach a point where you're like, but what if? And you, you do it for some time and then you drop it. And yeah. then you do what is required. But there is always this self-doubt yeah what if what if like, yeah. what is with this what if please tell me i <laughs> no idea <laughs> you know, it's almost like starting on that point where you begin your race and yeah. you want to run obviously you want to r- run in the direction you must but you take three steps back and, or like 10 steps back at time and then come back on the starting point and then start running what oh is the starting problem
2: i think i'm just an overthinker i guess it's i take a lot many things into
0: consideration Maybe that thing. So overthinking, we have to, we can probably do something, a small, small assignment for you. If you can just write down in thought, your thoughts in boxes. Okay. If you really, really, you know, because you spend a lot of time doing this. Yeah. But you don't do that when you're flying.
2: No. <laughs> <Thankfully>, <laughs> <Yeah>. No.
0: <laughs> but you don't do it because there you trust something much more than you your yeah. yourself and your you know your whole idea of like, let me get this, fix this kind of a yeah. persona. And you're not self-critical.
2: Yeah. I mean when it comes to flying, I'm quite confident about it. But when it comes to like other things, I'm like, oh, should I do this? Should I not? So Why if, if I'm not
0: good if, enough? <laughs> if I have to phrase this Am I correct in saying that when you fly, the destination and objective is very, very clear? Yeah. And all you have to do is get yourself to align with that job, that role and that destination that you are into in the moment. Yes. Whereas in your personal life and so many other spaces, when you do not allow yourself to have that clarity about your destination, you go all over the place.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And you're shattered. Yeah. And you're like, but what
0: if this and what if that and what if this and what (laughs) what if that? So we genuinely, you know, miss this point. But what if you ask yourself this question, again going back to what I already said, what do I require to do here? What do I want here? You know, what do I desire? Where do I want to go? Yeah. And that's almost like putting GPS for yourself.
2: Yeah, just setting a target and just walking to reach there without you know without drifting right and left. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's easier when you like compare to flying. I know. (laughs) Yes. Like, there has to be some common ground that we have to to find. And also, I always believe, you know, there is something that you do so well. All of us have something or other that we excel at. Now, if we align our life situations and decision making to that process, we are pretty covered. Yeah, it gets quite kind of easier to compare. Yeah, but we just don't do it. We just like keep that specialized area intact and we just, you know, create mess in different walks of life. (laughs)
1: yeah so yeah
0: that's that's common to everybody yeah thank god (laughs) what else so
2: i'm kind of the I get detached to a lot many things like you know if I'm doing something for like a year probably after a year I might get bored I mm-hmm. want something else so like I don't really get attached to like let it be humans or let it be things or let it be work I'm not that kind of attached kind of thing you know like suppose like if a person is doing a particular job he can do it for 10 years and they're still so excited about it but that's not me so it does like my handwriting is it written there like I'm like that yeah 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 uh, detachment yeah
0: yeah for any introvert attachment is not uh like what we see in the movies read in the books it's it's not that like very rarely we see introvert characters on on the large screen so you know that's definitely something that we miss so that we have very less references of introvert people uh showing their emotions yeah yeah forget about attachment but even expressing their emotions in their own ways we don't get to see that much Now, if you have to understand it, and if you have to look at how would I connect with people or things, then you have your own mechanism. And that mechanism is not related and definitely not related uh, in doing the expressive things. Okay. You would do things in a very subtle manner. Yeah. You would do it in a way where you kind of genuinely show care, genuinely show love. Okay so don't compare yourself with other people. I think that is the bigger concern. Yeah. Like, but I don't attach like I don't feel attached like that person. <laughs> yeah. I don't feel uh, I do not say I love you as many times as yeah. my sister would say or my friends would say. You cannot. Like you will take time and you would say once and you will mean it. Yeah. And you have to accept yourself for that. One. Detachment where you feel disconnected suddenly. That is again going back to wanting to spend time by yourself. Okay. Okay. If you don't get to do that, then it is very difficult for you to stay connected in a relationship. Okay. In any friendship. So even with flying or something that you truly, truly love, you love it and then you are off it. And then you love it again. And then you're off it. And then again I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, mostly all the things we love, we have this super intense space with it. And yeah. then we have absolute withdrawn space with it. And then we have super, again, the super intense experience with it. And then we have withdrawn again. But okay, if we yeah. don't do this in other parts of our lives, then it is very, very difficult. Yeah. So, you know, any relationship that you're getting bored with, uh, struggling to feel the so-called attachment, <laughs> like just, just take recharge time with it. You don't have to conclude in the moment. You don't have to rush into it. But what if you take a moment to decide what you want to do?
2: Yeah, no, I get it. Sometimes I take so much of time that it's just gone. (laughs) So I think I take like too much time
0: for myself. Yeah. Also, it's gone for you more than the other person. Yeah. You only feel disconnected (laughs) with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
2: I think that's just... I think, I hope that everyone feels like
0: this. Everyone does not think as much as you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes sense. <laughs> they may come back to the conversation and, and realization much quicker. <laughs> so that's the only point, but yeah. Yeah, I'm probably the only person in the room like
2: zooming out all the time and just daydreaming and thinking about myself.
0: And that all is introversion. Yeah, You know, all the, all that you describe right now is your way to not engage with social and, and interpersonal conversations after a point and escaping. Yeah. You know, that's simply introversion. So if you create a regime or like some routine where you dedicatedly spend time, like for example, I have seen many introverts enjoying swimming, (laughs) nobody can talk to you (laughs) (laughs) or or running where you run alone and not with a partner and having a conversation there. So these are like, you know, like you can pick up routines where you don't have interactions, but you do them every day.
2: Yeah, no, I love traveling solo. I don't like traveling with someone else. Because yeah. I'm like in my zone. I love doing my own things.
0: And you have to speak to strangers then.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, like if you're driving by yourself, it's fine. <laughs> no, no,
0: I'm just like thinking about your dad's comment. Like don't talk to strangers oh, God. on a world
2: record. That's so cute. Don't even <laughs> ask. <laughs> He's like, don't talk to the fuelers, whatever, <laughs> dad, calm down, I have to, it's my job. <laughs> so when we when said
0: four world records, what are the four different world records?
2: So I'm the first woman in the world to fly solo across the Atlantic Ocean on a light sport aircraft. First woman in the world to fly across the Pacific Ocean on a light sport aircraft. First woman in the world to fly solo across the Greenland ice caps wow. on a light sport aircraft. And the first one to uh, do cross Canada from east to west
0: on a light sport aircraft. Wow. <laughs> Massive. <laughs> and did you have some moments where you felt that I am gone? Oh, a lot many times. Because I mean,
2: it's a part of flying, you know. Some or the other time you feel like, oh shit, okay, abhi you know, that's like every time. But I think the ice caps, the Greenland ice cap, when I was flying, that was the riskiest flight because uh, it's the second largest ice caps in the world. And I was flying at 18,000 feet. Oh my God. With oh my God. oxygen bottle on board. So... It, that flight was probably for 4 hour 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the thing about flying there is like, in case if you crash, it's going to take minimum 45 minutes for the search and res- rescue to get there. But you're going to die in 15. Yeah. So, oh my God. <laughs> you're going to be d- Dead lying there like does, 30 yeah. minutes extra. Like just. Yeah. So that was the risky slide, but I was pretty uh, happy about doing it. Like I really wanted to do it, and being the first, uh, you know. Sometimes you have to push the limits for people to follow you. If nobody does it, nobody will know that it could be done. You know. True. So it was quite exciting. So, so
0: do you have like moments where you were like genuinely contemplating and like struggling and and?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like um, on the uh, near the Arctic Circle, I was flying with like minus 34 degrees Celsius and all in God. that cold. And imagine like, in the end, like aircraft or uh, instruments, they're made up of electronics. Right. They fail anytime. And I did have like a couple of failures while flying. So not, it. I, imagine it's like a small plane you're lost over the ocean how on earth are you gonna go <laughs> yeah so it's quite struggling like you have to do all your math like remember all your directions calculate the wind direction the wind speed and you know fly according to that use your magnetic compass it's it's a mess but it's fun it's fun doing it because you're doing something at least you're not just sitting and eating chips or drinking water <laughs> Or
0: watching Netflix. Yeah, I'm watching Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. And and you, I have one question. So from here, what do you want to do?
2: From here, like, uh, I have this project coming. So I'll be doing that. So I left my plane in Russia. Mm-hmm. Now my plan is to go ahead with that, complete my circumnavigation. So basically circumnavigation is flying off from one place, and flying back. all around the world and coming back to the same place. Okay. So now I'll be flying from Russia back to India. Okay. So that will get, in fact, it will get India another world record. Oh, yeah. Nice. The okay. first woman to do so. And yeah, I don't know, I haven't thought about after that, probably find another job or just do something.
0: A job? Like where you don't have any adventure to do?
2: No, I mean, let's see. I I still haven't thought about it.
0: That's okay. Yeah, Not not having, like if you haven't thought about it, that's okay. But doing something that that goes against your personality, that's a crime for me. Yeah,
2: Yeah. probably. But I don't (laughs) know, I'll think about it. Probably, you know, like many people tell me join military or something, I'll still think about it.
0: Thank you so much Thank you for so being much. on the show. Thank and this you. was like, I'm feeling still, I'm feeling so proud of you. I'm <laughs> like, you. oh my God. Like what? At this age, I have seen so many people struggling to decide what they want to do in their life at so many levels. Thank you. And and when you have made up your mind, put in all those hours and already done it, it's so amazing. Thank you. It's nice to
2: meet you. I mean, I'm just imagining it's how cool to hang out with you. Like, you just read a, someone's paper, you like, let's judge this person.
0: Yeah, you think so, right? Like, my friends, they do not even sign in front of me on their credit card notes. I would be they're scared like, to do yeah, that They're now. like, oh, I don't want you to tell me what I'm thinking today. So please, Aditi, stay out of this. Let me go and sign in the corner. That's what happens. So. That's pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> Thank you so Thank you much so much. Thank you. The challenges in front of us all might be different from Arohis, but let's accept. We all need the relentless commitment, courage, willingness to accept the constraints, and the unbeatable desire to find the best possible solutions. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of Absolutely Right. I'm keen to know what were your takeaways from this conversation with Arohi. When was the last time when you felt committed to hold on to some idea that you wanted to accomplish? What action will you be taking today to improve something in your life? Do share your experience and your feedback on my Instagram handle at Aditi Surana. If you like this podcast, then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IVM Network. You can listen to us on IVM Podcast app or IVMPodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. Listen up. Next week, I will be discussing the most important leadership and interpersonal skill. Now, you may think it is all about communication and reaching out correctly, but it is actually the listening skill. Most people take this for granted and they miss all the signs. They have no clue about what the other person really, really wanted to say. Let's connect on Friday. Till then, happy writing.
1: I hope you enjoyed that show. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Paytm, Money, and Intel. We appreciate their support. It's been a fantastic week on the IVM Network. I hope that you've been checking stuff out. But some of the highlights that you definitely should check out. Ashish Vidyarthi, host of Begin the Journey, was on Cyrus Says. They had a really fun conversation. I think you'll enjoy that. Uncle Please Sid did an episode around development, which was really, really fun. On Edges and Sledges, we had Adam Holyoke, former England captain. While those guys are killing it one cricketer after the other. Definitely do check out Advertising is Dead. We talk about esports with some really guys who really know that space. Smile India, absolutely right. These guys are killing it as well. So is Pawanit Pragati. Don't forget the original things. Again, one of my favorite shows. You must, must, must check that out. And thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you again next week. Beta, did you know 79% of all scientists in Nasa are Indian only? Look, in India, tax is middle class. Everyone is just enjoying free, man. Today's youngsters are only interested in partying and enjoying. They not Beta you can enjoy life like anything. I will tell you what this country needs. This country needs 15 years of dictatorship. That is the only, the only way to become a superpower. See the Chinese. How much they've progressed? So now you've for WhatsApp forward. देखा? So what's common between all of these statements? They're all absolutely rubbish. Fake WhatsApp forwards that spread like wildfire, and statements that defy any logic. We are here to debunk them all. Way of family WhatsApp groups, worst nightmare. Where what happens when you read a book? Basically, we're just a bunch of guys who want to cut through the bullshit of everyone saying this, how it won't be true. So that the next time someone confidently squeezes out some WhatsApp or Twitter BS, you will look them dead in the eye and go, uncle. Please sit. So join me, Joel. And me, Tushar. Every Mondays for a fresh new episode of Uncle, Please Sit.